Some thoughts for us as we stop and reconsider this week uh, from the continuation of Luke 14 from our our last time on Sunday that we looked at. Uh, We looked at how the party is elsewhere, how Jesus is talking to a group of Pharisees who think they're super important and think their status is getting them in the kingdom of God. But Jesus is saying, no, guys, the party is elsewhere. The party is with the poor, the crippled, those who are humble, those who choose to humble themselves. I'm going to continue on the story from that moment, that banquet that Jesus was at in Luke 14. From verse 25, it says, Now large crowds were traveling with him, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. What king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Wow. Salt is good. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. They throw it, uh, they throw it away. Let anyone with ears to hear, listen. Here we have the parable of the tower and the king. And uh, very strong language that Jesus here is using, calling disciples to follow him and to to lay out, give all your possessions, to uh, carry a cross and follow him. Very famous teaching of Jesus and concept and thought of Jesus is this notion that we need to carry our cross and follow him, that give all that we have to follow Jesus. But this is hard and confusing. And um, yeah, it's difficult to know what that really looks like for us today. Uh, And something that I am constantly challenged by is the thought of costly grace. It's a thought written from Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book of Cost of Discipleship, and I'm going to read a bit of an insert from his book, uh, which is really challenging for me uh, and helpful for me. He says, Such grace is costly because it calls us to follow, and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It is costly because it costs a man his life, and it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. It is costly because it condemns sin and grace because it justifies the sinner. Above all, it is costly because it costs God the life of his son. You were brought at a price. And what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. Above all, it is grace because God did not reckon his son to dear a price to pay for our life, but delivered him up for us. Isn't that just amazing? There's two parallel kind of images that it is costly, important cost, important amounts that is required of us, but yet it is grace. 
It is simply beautiful what God has done for us. And it's so important for us to consider these thoughts of Jesus. Consider how he is calling us to live in such a time, to, to make space to stop and reconsider how he's calling us to live in light of this great call of the cost he has for us. us. That, that call to follow Jesus is extremely costly, it, it, extreme language, and that we need to take seriously and uh, consider the importance of what Jesus is calling. Now, don't, don't feel like in this time that I'm talking about all this stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting you to feel guilty or shameful. I don't want you to feel guilty or shameful for not doing enough or to feel like you aren't good enough. The whole point of grace is that we are loved and justified just as we are, that we are accepted as we are. We shouldn't feel guilty or shameful, but we should feel a responsibility come, that we should feel a, an appreciation, a gratitude to what Jesus has done, not out of guilt and shame, but we should come to him out of an appreciation and gratitude. Now imagine you had a friend who uh, bought you a present that was was pretty big and significant and large and expensive, and you got this gift and, and thought, oh my goodness, I could never repay this person. I could never give him a gift just as good as this. I, I, I don't know if I'm worth accepting this gift. This, this is often what goes through our head when we get gifts of significance. We think, I don't know if I could kind of give him a gift this good in return, and we feel guilty our place in that kind of time we, we can feel that guilt for a little bit but we need to turn that into recognizing and going wow i have an incredible friend who is willing to uh, pay this price for me and give me this amazing gift and just appreciate the friendship and the love that this person is showing we then turn from a guilt position into an appreciation. And I feel like as we turn from that guilt to appreciation, then uh, the friendship, it's just like, oh, it's just this weight off your shoulder. And it's just you get to appreciate this friendship that you have. So it is with God that we are called to be continue to live our lives out of an appreciation and gratitude for what he has done and recognize how he is calling us to live every single day out of this appreciation and gratitude. Every day we need to consider the cost that he has given for us so that we can live a costly life for him, not matching up to his uh, what he has done for us, because we will never match what he has done, but with our life and uh, with that appreciation and gratitude, what can we give back to him is that appreciation and gratitude. And so can I ask us to stop and reconsider how we do life? Stop and reconsider, firstly, the big cost Jesus has paid for us, that he has given his all for us, his life for us. He's given everything, him being God, the very God who created this earth, came to earth as a human and gave his life for us. That's the biggest cost, huge cost for us. And so we need to first keep thinking about that, reconsider that, stop and just ponder how amazing he is. And then secondly, let's think about our response to that. Are we filled with guilt and shame towards trying to be better by performing better? Or are we just continually in this place of appreciation and gratitude. How are we responding to following Jesus? How are we actually letting him challenge us? Are we responding by just kind of going with the flow and going with what's comfortable for us? Or are we actually challenging who we are 
and letting his 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 love and grace kind of change our lives and transform who we are and so let's take that time to stop and reconsider how we're doing life and what we're doing in all this and so let's do that thanks guys love you